0: Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel Department. Let's see more.
1: John Lowe here. You may know me from the Senior Times Classical Collection, but today I'm speaking to an old friend of Senior Times, Mike Kelly, an acknowledged expert on coin stamps, banknotes and medals. We're going to start with coins. Now, Mike, let's just start with Irish coins. Well, Irish coins really started in
0: 1928. That's when the first Irish coins were issued. There was a committee set up and they brought in an English designer. Well, they held a competition, and an English designer won the competition to design the coins. Of course, in those days, it was LSD, pounds, shillings, and pence. So it started off at uh, half crown down to a farthing. Believe it or not, half crown, two shillings, shillings, sixpence. Mike, were these still made in the Royal in, in the UK? They were indeed. They were all made. Uh, Yet yeah, there was no mint in Ireland uh, at that stage. It was a, Ireland was a fledgling state at the time. It was in fact it was seersought iron is what they were. It was seersought iron. The first Irish coins had seersought iron either side of a harp, with the date on it, and the theme of the Irish coins were basic farm animals: a racehorse. Well, that was a half crown. A salmon, um, a hen, and chickens. <laughs> A pig, a pig and piglets, and um, the Irish wolfhound, the Irish hare, things that you would see round the countryside, and the idea was that it was something that would be timeless, something that wouldn't go out of date very fast, and it that proved to be the case. And
1: what was the most valuable donation?
0: The highest, the highest one was uh, the ha- half crown, two and sixpence, a laceron as 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 it was. Um, they were, the silver coins actually had 60% silver. There was a percentage of silver in the coins and um, English sterling silver was 80%. So 85%, sorry. So they made sure that the percentage of silver in Irish coins was lower than the circulating English silver coins so that the coins would remain in Ireland and not be used in England. So the, the 1928 up to 1938 wartime silver coins had real silver in them. The English coins, of course, circulated here as well. English and Irish circulated back side by side. By side. Uh, when wartime came, uh, the Second World War we're talking about, the price of silver went up so much that an Irish half crown, uh, the amount of silver in it, uh, was worth more than two and six months and the same with the two shillings and the shilling. So it was not feasible for the central bank, the bank at the time, to be issuing coins with a content of silver that was higher than the face value of the coin because it would never go into
1: circulation. Right, coming right up to date though, Mike, if people have some of these coins in their drawers, what are they to look for in terms of coins that may be valuable? When wartime hit, of course,
0: um, no coins were produced are very few coins so we're talking about from the 1936 up to 1948 the number of coins that were issued uh, were very low uh, when i say very low we're talking about like half a million rather than 1.2 or 1.5 million and of course the, the classic irish valuable coin is the 1943 two shillings and the 1943 half crown they were sufferers of the uh, high price of silver. When the 1943 coins were sent over from the English Mint to Ireland, it was suddenly realised that they were worth 50% over their face value and the banks got word, do not issue these coins for circulation, hold them. They had to send them back to England to be melted down and new coins made out of copper and nickel, cupro and nickel. But of course, some... Traders uh, in central Dublin uh, were down at the bank, the Bank of Ireland in Dame's in Dame Street, and they got change for their shop, a bag or two bags before the restriction came to withhold these coins. And they are the only ones that are available to collectors to this day. Uh, certainly, there were less two shillings issued than half crowns. Talking about price, uh, the two shilling. Nineteen forty three and nineteen forty three two shillings is worth something in the region of five to twelve thousand pound, depending on the amount of wear and tear on it. The nineteen forty three Irish half crown can be anything from one hundred and fifty pounds up sorry, one hundred and fifty euros up to about four or five hundred euros. Again depending on the amount of wear of wear and tear.
1: Now you attend many of these auctions, Mike. What is the highest price paid that you know for an Irish coin so far?
0: The highest price paid would be a 1943 two shilling florin with the salmon one side and the harp the other, which sold for
1: 20,000 euros. Was that in Ireland? That sold in Ireland. And it's owned by an Irish person? Nobody knows. It's It's out there somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second highest, if we're just talking about uh, cost, The second highest value would be a modern coin, 1985, the famous 1985 20 pence piece, which was sold at a Dublin coins auction, in fact, and it sold for 18,000 euros. And the reason, the reason it's a very um, different and, and, and rare coin is that the official coin was only issued in 1986. It was issued from 1986 up to the year 2000. But when the central bank announced we are going to have a new decimal um, denomination twenty pence. All the uh, companies and everything involved in slot machines, in vending machines, um, the telephone company, because you you could you could use coins in your telephone box at that stage, um, they all wanted a copy of the coin, and the uh, central bank produced 600, 1985, 20 pence pieces, and they were distributed out to these companies with the proviso that they should all be returned. Uh, of course they didn't. They, 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 they reckon there were about 18 to 20 of them that never got back. So the, uh, the store master in the central bank wasn't going to keep that book open on as they turned up one by one or whatever and they were all just written off. So in fact they're not supposed to exist but they do exist.
1: So there's more of these out there.
0: There's seven, yeah, there are seven accounted for already. Five of them have been sold at auction and there are another three in private collections. And I think that's it. I think that's all that there are, you know, I think that's that. Uh, Unfortunately, when coins like that reach such a high price at auction, fakes appear. Sponsored by Expressway. With MyExpressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.
1: Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie? Doro, make friends with innovation. What? How do you actually tell a fake, Mike? <laughs> Only an expert can
0: really tell a yeah. fake. Quite good fakes of the, of the um, 43 half crown, two shillings, and the 1985 20 pence have turned up. I've been shown a few of them. Um, they differ in weight, they differ in size, they differ in colour. It's believed that they originate out in China. But it's a little bit frightening uh, because it puts the ordinary collector off. An expert can pick it, pick it out. Um, you always trust your always trust your your favourite coin dealer or one of the auction houses who specialise in coins. Uh, but it's it's a sad episode of collecting that. That that there are fakes made. Obviously, opportunists out there trying to make money on them. I I people have come to me at some of our shows. Some of some of the um, senior times shows. Uh, I've been shown the fake twenty pence, nineteen eighty five twenty pence piece. Of course, I've also been shown 1986 ones right up to 2000, and people were hoping that, well, if the 1985 is worth so much, <laughs> is the 1986
1: one worth? But it's. Not. We're coming up to present times, Mike. Are there any coins out there that people should look for that could have some value? Well, always check through
0: if you have bags of coins sitting at home under the stairs in a vase on the mantelpiece whatever it's always worthwhile checking with um checking with someone to see is there is there a value in them sticking, sticking with the LSD and decimal coins decimal coins still have a face value you're still supposed to be able to uh, cash them in at the central bank and they will turn them into euros for you but Collectors, just to keep the coins in circulation, collectors are willing to pay more than the face value, only slightly more, so that the coins stay in circulation for young collectors and future collectors. Because if they all go back, they're just melted down and they're made into
1: Euro coins. In terms of value, is it the usual story that they have
0: to be in literally mint condition? Yes, a collector is only interested in a coin that is in practically perfect condition. And he's willing, to pay, um, he's, he, he's willing to pay a premium for that condition. In the case where it's, it's sort of a, a rarity or a scarce coin to get, uh, the collector may have to put up with a slightly damaged one or one that has suffered wear and tear. Silver coins, of course, are soft metal. So once they've been in circulation... They, they suffer, they suffer damage, they suffer from the, they suffer damage from the normal um, business transactions. Uh, so yes, there's a premium then on one that's been kept bright and shiny, brand new, straight from the bank, put in the top drawer or the bottom drawer or wrapped in a piece of tissue and kept in, in the jewellery box. Um, and 50, 60 years later, it turns up and it can be sought after.
1: Well, to recap, Mike, what are the coins that um, collectors should be looking for or potential collectors that may have value? Most collectors collect
0: for the love of it, not for what the value is. It's just a byproduct of your, on the wonderful world of collecting that you have something that appreciates in value. But yes, the coins I've mentioned there are the prime ones to look out for. And they're about the only ones, really. Uh, Another one worth mentioning is in 1966, the Irish banknotes started with 10 shillings, pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound and 100 pound. The lowest value 10 shillings. In their wisdom, the bank decided in 1966 to issue a 10 shilling coin. And it's the famous Pierce... 10 shilling piece which again had a content, a silver content in it Patrick Pearce on one side and the Statue of Cú Chulainn on the other side it didn't have a harp on it, most Irish coins have a harp but this one didn't it, it, it was a much thicker coin and because it was so heavy it, well the idea was that the coin would last longer in circulation than a banknote, banknotes get folded and creased and damaged and once they're damaged they're taken out of circulation and new ones have to be printed so they reckon that a coin would last longer. Unfortunately the coin uh, was so thick and heavy that it was unpopular with people. Uh, It was unpopular with ordinary customers in shops and they always tried to get rid of it. And of course, then when the shops were making their lodgings to the banks, they handed in all the the 10 shilling coins and they said, my customers don't want these in change. They want 10 shilling notes because you can fold three of them in your pocket and the weight of these three 10 shilling um, pierces uh, is too much. So uh, they were withdrawn. They, They circulated
1: for quite a while, but that's another coin worth watching out for, always turns up. Leaving Ireland aside, Mike, let's look internationally at coins. What have been some of the most valuable sold in recent times? Oh, well, the, the,
0: the most valuable one, of course, is the American gold double eagle. What is it? Eight million uh, it's sold for. It's Again, it's one of these coins that isn't supposed to exist. Um, the bankers at the time, uh, a banker, manager, owner of a private bank, had one of these in his collection, passed it down. And when it went up for auction... The authorities, the um, uh, the FBI, <laughs> invaded the auction and seized the uh, coin, but eventually it was given back to the family, the the, the, the owners of it. Yes, and uh, and 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 it sold for twenty
1: million. Well, that's obviously a spectacular that's situation. A spectacular, but yes, yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, other countries so let's just look at across the water britain what some of the valuable coins there what we're we looking at
0: yeah well uh, well again we're looking at the oddities we're looking at um uh, 1933 english penny now 1933 english penny was around the time of the abdication of edward and so few of them were issued so few were issued the sum got out into circulation so They're pretty scarce. Um, We also have, uh, again, wartime, the English brass through bit. During 1946 and 1949, again, war years, all sorts of metals were being used and utilised for the war effort, making planes and making ammunition and bombs and all sorts of things. So, very little metal was used uh, uh, for issuing coins. And the issue in 1946 and 1949 of the Trump bit uh, was very, very low. Instead of four or five million, it was down to about, I think it was only two or three hundred thousand. So they're scarce ones. But the scarce one is only worth like it's worth about five or ten euros. It's, it's not hundreds and thousands of euros. There was still enough of them produced. But are there any spectacular... Well, they're the missing coin in people's collection. People who are collecting uh, trupenny bits will always be missing the 1946 and the 1949. So whenever
1: they come up uh, for sale, they're snapped up. Coming up to collections, you know, the, the Queen Elizabeth II has recently died. Yeah. And loads and loads of issues over her reign. Are there any that we should look out for that may be of value now?
0: Well, all gold and silver coins that were issued during Queen Elizabeth's reign have appreciated in value. These are special collector coins that are proof silver coins issued in a presentation box. They're in a plastic capsule in the presentation box with a certificate from the Royal Mint. They are the coins that are untouched by human hand, haven't been damaged. They're perfectly, perfectly preserved, so they are valuable. They have the potential for being very valuable. The gold coins are always issued in very low numbers, but of course it's a very high price. The price of gold has rocketed. Uh, in, in In 20 years, the the price of gold has more than trebled.
1: Mike, moving on from other parts of Europe, what other coins... Should we be looking at, even going back to ancient times?
0: Well, of course, uh, ancient Greek and Roman silver and gold coins always have a very high value. Uh, There are huge auction houses all over the world, Uh, in America, Switzerland... Um, and uh, over Europe who deal in these Uh, but it's seldom the Romans didn't get to Ireland so we sort of don't really really have them Uh, but there is a fantastic market out there for good quality gold and silver Roman coins coins are associated with history stamps associated with geography coins associated with history Um, the history of Roman emperors the ones that never lasted very long and um, the ones who were assassinated the ones who were only there for a few years they are the amount of coins that they produced were very very scarce.
1: I know a lot of people think because they're ancient they're valuable but you know and even I know that's not always the case.
0: You can pick up coins by Julius Caesar you can pick up um, uh, quite easily for 5 to 10 euros. Because he was a long-lived emperor, there were masses of coins produced. Every triumph that he ever had, every every uh, Roman emperor um Uh, once they won a battle someplace they issued special coins for it and uh, hundreds and thousands and of course the roman empire spread all over the mediterranean and further afield so there were millions and millions and millions of these coins and they're still turning up they're turning up in england they're being plowed up in fields from the uh, roman occupation of england also that's happening in Europe in Bulgaria in Romania they, uh, even even in Spain and Portugal they they were all uh, countries that were affiliated and that were conquered by Rome and they all had their own special coin issues and they and they keep turning up you know
1: Okay moving on further say to medieval times
0: people who are collecting roman and greek coins very specialist people who collect medieval coins again very specialist thing uh, we're looking at, again it's down to history I mean the kings of England at one stage were also kings of a large part of France and Anglo-Franco coins that were issued um, in Aquitaine are a complete collecting area of their own not terribly expensive, you can pick up coins for up to 100, 100 euro each um, but Certainly within the pockets of most collectors. Certainly within the pockets and reach of most collectors, uh, when they turn up, and they turn up at auction is where you is is where you get these. Um, and okay, medieval coins in Ireland. Well, we have we have of course the Spanish Armada. The Spanish Armada. They all had gold and silver uh, and, and 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 all sorts of stuff. You have the you have the um the Portuguese and and the Spanish conquering of South America, where coins and silver, well the silver and gold out there, they actually minted uh, silver and gold uh, coins out in South America, and they were shipped back by sailing ship back to um, Portugal and Spain, um. On the way, of course, they were pirated by English pirates, and we're talking about Francis Drake. I mean, you know, he's a pirate. He, well, he was, but he was also fighting against the, England was fighting against Spain, um, and he they captured most of these ships and, and took to uh, because they were full of booty. They were full of gold and silver. They were full of coins.
1: Any instances of a very valuable coin yeah, from were, this area?
0: Yeah, there were silver. There were silver coins uh, of Spain, which which were won by England and taken to England, and they were superimposed with uh, George I's uh, bust. And they're quite often now. These would be large crown-sized coins. So we're talking about Spanish coins which were due to be in circulation for spain which were captured by an english ship brought to england and superimposed on the coin was the english monarch and it was used in england as as a circulating coin
1: mike we're almost coming full circle so let's go into the 18th and 19th century just a brief appraisal apart from the obvious victorian coins in britain anything that sticks out in your mind from this period
0: Yes, well, again, all gold coins. Gold coins, uh, we, we've mentioned already about um, uh, sovereigns. Sovereigns, half-sovereigns, guineas, half-guineas were issued. The British Empire spread all over the world and every single country had, had their own special coinage issued and minted. India alone has a massive amount from King George right up to Queen Victoria uh, uh, issuing, issuing coins for the Indian state and these are all very specialized things if you do come across these um you need some help and, and people always say oh where do i get this and where can i get the help believe it or not the best place is your local library because in the library you have a hobby section and in the hobby section you have um Coin catalogues. Now they're huge things; they're the size of telephone directories, but they're usually split from uh, A to J and K to a Z. So, for whatever country you want, you can check up.
1: Okay, Mike. If we can go one better, I think it's probably better to uh, let our listeners know that you can give them advice by going into the Senior Times email address, which is info at seniortimes.ie. And if you have any queries or questions in relation to coins, Mike will be delighted to answer them. And you never know, you may have something valuable in that bottom drawer. Thank you very much, Mike, until we meet again. Thank you indeed. (laughs) On phone poke new wet, on will canapi no fum, niece orja wet, niece eskalehusaj, faker no phone intakata gwin, on shaw, egg doro, on von kliste is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, august taskina, tarod egen, gogachtina, tanismo olis, egg, doro.com.